Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Podcast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Lights of Mercy in Perilous Times The lights of mercy are revealed through the Son of God and His redemptive power. Then through those He has redeemed as they become the lights of hope and the message of redemption. A World on Fire for Hell God has other plans for you. Amidst the conflict, Christ Jesus is the victory every time and brings those in the fire with him out into the light of victory and deliverance. Ecclesiastes mirrors reflecting man's choice. This article brings scripture and practicality down to mainstream America. It is also true that while these passages reflect what society faces and the God who is above all, there are always choices. America Sins of Your Sister Sodom The sins reach a pinnacle for this modern generation. How does this judgment on Judah and being compared to her sister Sodom go against traditional ideas? And the following are the latest posts on mourn-usa.com. Beginning Wisdom, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 63 on Battle Lines. Beginning Wisdom is is stated in Scripture as being the fear of the Lord. Hear, respect, awe, wonder, worship, service, serve, discipleship, and more. What happens if a people move away from that wisdom? In Time Gospel Missions Classic at Warren Radio. In Time's Gospel Mission stands as the hallmark of in time prophecy. For this gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness. Be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. Everything was okay, or so they thought. A truth so unbelievable, it took a miracle to fight back. Don't miss The Rising. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. The Watchman wrote this book in 2019, even before COVID and all the writing by BLM and Antifa started, and we weren't able to get it published until 2021. So you can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, Angus and & Robertson, and many more. And the ebook, the rising ebook, can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. We are here. It's another beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah. The sun was shining all day today. That just lifts your spirits. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, the warrior called me today. Reminded me that we had uh, 15 days of snow this this month. Oh, that was nice of him. <laughs> yeah, to let me know. I appreciate it. In case I had a bone somewhere that hadn't had enough of winter or snow. You can get your feel of it now. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm pretty... I'm pretty pulled up, uh, pulled up now. Fold up? <laughs> fold up, yes. I've pulled up and I'm fold up. Yeah, but every day's closer and it goes by fast. It does. Well. Every day goes by fast. Yes, it does. Months go by. Seasons go by. Years. Yeah. And, of course... We're here with this menagerie of woke socialism, and, and it's just, you I know. get tired of talking about them. Yeah, I do too. It's like wasting your time. There's better things to talk about, <clears throat> like the Lord. Mike Huckabee in his newsletter um, was sorry to see Isaiah, Isaiah Washington. Uh, he's... Uh, leaving um, Hollywood as far as making shows. Uh He is uh, directing and starring in a show. And as soon as he gets done with this, it'll be his last project. He says, I'm sick of the woke. I'm sick of everything they're doing and trying to please everybody. I'm done. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, and, and you know, the thing of it is he's true. You know, he's right. You know, I'm sick of it. And I'm on social media all over the place. But uh, I don't really see a lot of them because uh, my, all my websites and all the social is pretty much conservative. Uh, and uh, it's uh, pro-Constitution, uh, pro-America. You know, that's about the way it is. And, uh, you know, so... The rest of them pretty much stay out of tune. They like uh, Twitter because they can really uh, gang up. But see, they can't do it as much as they used to. So uh, their other platform is TikTok. But TikTok uh, is also being cut back. That's good. So I don't know where they're all at now. And uh, all I know is Joe Biden's up there, a feeble old man. Half the time he don't act like he has any sense. I've listened to him both when he was running for president and recently. And this guy comes up with phrases that isn't in any language manual known to man. I mean, <laughs> maybe he knows what he's talking about, but there, I doubt there's anybody when they hear what he mumbles out nobody can hear it and he so babbles he's, like a, a baby would. yeah he does and and so the big problem of it is this is an old man that decides he's going to sign all this stuff so he wants to sign in the digital currency which is bad and he wants to uh, track everything you buy which is bad i mean there's a whole list of things that biden is doing and he's being directed by uh Susan Rice, who is now part of his administration, she always was, but you never saw her. And then there is also Obama, who had an influence on him. And so he's being told by someone uh, 
uh, from the Biden and I mean uh, uh, Obama administration what what to follow through on. Somebody mm-hmm. is directing him. Right. And uh, too bad someone don't take care of it. The best news is Pelosi is out of there. Um, and, uh, you know, she's been reduced in her thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of the others are reduced. The, you know, the, cons- the, the illiberal wackos of the Democratic Party, because uh, the Republicans got the House and there's a bunch of stalwart Republicans who were fighting and uncovering stuff, it's put them on the defense, including Chuck Schumer. So it's, it's really good to see. Uh, but uh, we have to fight even harder. So at any rate, that's my summation of where we're at. Um, but the Lord's coming soon. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Now, I don't think he's coming tomorrow. But he could come anytime. And so, other than that, Tower and I have had a good winter, haven't we, Tower? Yes, we have. It's been a good good winter. And uh, you can come by warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. I have, uh, I'm still putting touches on the websites. I changed them some time ago. And then I have other stuff that have to have to be changed and worked on as well uh and so we're we're I'm doing all that <clears throat> just finished some major stuff on Dana Glenn Smith and so uh you know we're busy and and the thing of it is is that the Lord's provided and uh you know the thing I can tell Christians is this we don't walk by what we see we walk by faith Amen. And we trust the Lord. No That's matter right. what the wicked plot, we look to the Lord, period. And so I'm not going to live every day up and down wondering about the woke income poops and all this other junk that they're trying to do. And uh, there's a lot of lawlessness going on. And uh, there's also revival that's been going on. But I got news <laughs> for you. If you're going to save America, you need a real good revival. Not just one that's hit a few colleges. A national revival has to be able to sweep into every corner. Like Nineveh. Yeah. When Jonah preached to him. That's right. Well, maybe we ought to call him. (laughs) He's probably... He's, I'm not doing that heaven. again. Yeah, he's up in heaven playing a harp or whatever they play. He, he's not doing that again, I'll tell you. Yeah, or sitting by some lake. Maybe he's at the throne room. But I'm sure he's not in a point where he really wants to come back and fight the knuckleheads. Nope. But one day God is going to send us a couple of major prophets. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see. I want to yeah, see him. Yeah, that'll happen during the tribulation. And you'll you'll see what a real true prophet is. This, this is uh, Elijah on double steroids. So, I mean, it's one of those things that it'll wake up the world. Yes, it will. They'll hate him. So at any rate, we're going to get going on this week. Okay. <clears throat> he has redeemed arrives at part 163 on Isaiah's prophetic book on battle lines. Judah is found in Isaiah's book, and we are looking at Judah, brought back from 70 years of captivity along with the regular aspect of the tribe returning to Judah. We find redemption and other prophetic verses on salvation and the Messiah to come, as well as the Gentiles who will be brought into the redemptive portion through the Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Yet the remainder of the captivity, the loss of Jerusalem, and shame of being given over to the overlords of war and paganism here 
meaning Babylon is to the Jews a shameful event. But they know what they did wrong and realize the Lord is bringing them out of captivity. Thus, redemption is realized. But here, the prophetic nature also brings to the conversation the totality of the revelation's truth and redemption's fulfillment with both Jew and Gentile and the Messiah Yeshua. And now, back to you. Yes, indeed. We are in verse 9 of chapter 52. And we're going to be through this chapter before long. We didn't make it very far last time, and sometimes I don't. Because there's certain things that uh, I want to cover and take care of. And we left off at verse 8, I mean the previous verse. Um, Verse 9 is when we're starting. But verse 8, I like to just bring you the context. "Thy, Thy watchman shall lift up the voice. With the voice together shall they sing. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. And they did. I mean, this is already past history. Because I can guarantee you. Now, of course, they're coming back. So Jerusalem is not going to be filled with Jews. Now, by the time they get there. You know, it took a long time to get everybody there, too. And, uh, but when we see thy watchman shall lift up the voice, the thing that describes it is they'll see eye to eye. They will see, visibly see, that they're standing back at their home in Jerusalem after 70 years of captivity. And and for me, this is like, one day I will see the heavenly Jerusalem, Zion. One day I will see eye to eye the Lord. One day I shall see eye to eye our God and our Father. One day I shall see with my own eyes heaven and its expanses. And all of the other redeemed souls that are there and so the magnitude of this just talking about that you know when you think about America you think about you know most people my age you know our history goes back to World War II and World War One with our parents and grandparents and today that's that's a a memory long ago that most people forgot. And so those were the war generations. And my generation was the war generation of Vietnam. And so today is a different feeling. Today you have people that want to go to a verboten way of life and that would be socialism in this country. Uh, They want to you know, nurture their wokeism. I mean, there are just so many things that is leading this these generations down a bad road. I'm not going to go with them. You know, if they do it, they're going to do it on their own. You know, whatever they decide, you know, whatever, you know, because you can't talk to them. And there's other powers that are spending lots of money to destroy America. And And I have come out and I've told a long time ago, I was told about America would cease to exist. And I'm now I'm here with that phrase looking me at the right in the face. So make no mistake, when we see the watchman seeing eye to eye, you know, Zion coming back when they've been in captivity for 70 years, we can look here and we can look and we can see. We see eye to eye. The America that we knew uh, is getting close to completely not existing anymore and and that's the part that tower and i you know we don't want to see that we don't want judgment but see the next verse goes with the first verse of course it would this is verse nine but see if you look at 
what we're looking at. We're not looking. We're not breaking forth into joy over America going down for good. What we're looking at will break forth into joy when we see the Lord bring again, you know, Jerusalem. And this is the heavenly Jerusalem, the Zion, when we will be able to behold that in our salvation, the day when the sons of God gather together in front of the Lord God Almighty. That this, this is comfort to us today. But to the Jews back then, they, you know, the scripture says, break forth into joy, sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem. They're supposed to lift it up. You know, I mean, it's, you have been desolate long enough. And, you know, the, the problem of it is, is that when, when, like 1948, for instance, if we move ahead from this, you know, they had been out of the, out of the land pretty much for, for a long time. And uh, it was like a desert. And I remember um, thinking uh, Mark Twain visited there and said it's like a desert. I think that's who it was. And, but uh, the thing of it is, is, you know, they actually built up and, and were able to build it and to have the deserts bloom again. And blessings of God came upon that because they had returned. Now today they're back in chaos today because of politics and governmental things going on. And you know, you can't get away from the politics in the world. You can't get away from all this stuff. So there, there's a place where, where God, like in this scripture, he, he gives you momentum he he says yeah it's tough but look what i did with israel you know they they wouldn't listen i sent them into captivity i forsake them i forsook them for a short while and then i redeemed them and brought them back and you know and restored them <clears throat> and so we look on the final analysis where we sit today you know there's a tribulation to come. There's a devil to be thrown into the lake of fire. There's the wicked that will go into the lake of fire. There's a lot of things that got to be done. The gospel has to be preached. You know, we have to find a way through this menagerie of wokeism and wickedness. And I mean, there there's vile stuff going on in America. And there's people that are celebrating this. They, they, you know, it, it's like a pig in a wall or a mud, you know. It, it, they love that. But see, God is not like that. God does not do that. He cannot behold that. And his judgment will bring down a nation whose roots are in sin and iniquity. Every one of them will come down. Every one. There will not be one nation left by the time this is done. Because the glory of man is nothing but sin. It's the glory of God which shall reign true. And so, and as we, as we dip our way into the toe of prophecy, you know, Isaiah 52, 9, there's a related verse. And, uh, and think with me as we go through these, because... Folks, you may be sitting here good today and there's a strong chance that in the near future, America is going to see times that you would never have believed. And it's not just going to be America. Because if America goes down, a lot of people will go down. And it's just that simple. So in Isaiah 14, 7 through 8, the whole earth is at rest and quiet, and they break forth into singing. Now, to me, that that's exciting for me. Whenever, you know, and that's one thing where we live today, you know, we have uh, uh, the ability to have a quiet time, you know, where we can relax and there's not noise, there's not all this barnstorming into liberalism or anything else. I mean, we don't have a TV. You know, I, I have a, you know, what people would call a TV, but uh, all the things I use on it or serve on it, it's stuff I get 
stream from the internet directly with things that I know that that I will do it. But as for even that, we don't watch TV. We don't input garbage. We don't input lousy news. And we, we filter the news. We filter what we look at. We filter what we eat. We filter everything, both spiritual and physical. But see, with this thing, the whole earth is at rest. And he's talking, this is Isaiah speaking. And and see, if you go to Isaiah, this whole prophecy we've been covering a long time, but he gets right into the nick of the problem in Isaiah, you know, the first chapter, and he moves forward from there to into verse, you know, chapter 3 and, and on. And he says, Yea, the fir trees rejoice at thee in the cedars of Lebanon, saying, Since thou art laid down, no feller has come up against us. And it reminds me, you know, in times past, you know, we had the cartoons of Amos and Andy and others, and uh, it was an old-fashioned old type cartoons people that rested under a tree in the summertime to get cool because there wasn't air conditioning. And, you know, when you're looking at what we have today and how many people face so much unrest around them and the murder rates in a lot of our country is just absolutely horrid. And so, and as I'm talking, I'm reminded of some of our recent articles that you need to listen to. You know, go on over to our website. You're going to find, uh, you know, a place of rest, a place of rescue. You'll find hope because we have years and years of teachings on MP3s. And we have long series that you can immerse yourself. And if you go to our website, warn-usa.com, you can even download those and keep them, you know, for your own. And we don't charge you for nothing. And so we provide this because this is the word of the Lord. But I'm, you know, when I look at this, I think of all the things that we're supposed to have peaceful, you know, and that's one of the things, you know that Christ gives us is peace and love and joy. And when you look at how corrupt this world is and where, you know, many of the politicians want to take this country, it's just absolutely unequivocally disturbing. And what these people are doing morally is absolutely unbelievably wicked. But see, we've been immersed in this stuff for so long I don't even think we know anymore what real filth is because our eyes have beheld it for so long now I'm reminded of a story a young boy I think he was 9 or 10 and he took in a, a, a book out of the library and it's a porno book but nobody would listen the board wouldn't listen so his mother went, went in there with him and he read the book to the board. And he was really strong for doing it because he was trying to get across him and his mother that these kind of books shouldn't be there for children. And so this is the kind of thing when you have darkness and light, these are the kind of things you have to do. So Isaiah, the whole earth is at rest. And if, you know, and if you were a Jew coming back from Babylon, it, w it wouldn't have been at rest. Matter of fact, they left Babylon because of Cyrus defeating Babylon and setting the Jews free. Isaiah 42, 11, 12, and 13. Let the wilderness and the cities thereof lift up their voice. The villages that catered of the inhabit. Let the inhabitants of the rock sing. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory unto the Lord and declare his praise in the islands. 
The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yea, roar, and he shall prevail against his enemies. You know, when you when you look at Isaiah, you find a lot of action. There is a lot of cam uh, combat. You know, there, there there's a lot of things in Isaiah that when you look through it, the people, you know, are not where they need to be. And, you know, they still have priests. They still have prophets. They, you know, go into the temple and do everything they're supposed to do. But the problem of it is, then they go out and serve other gods. And they don't listen to the Lord. And that's why he sent them into captivity. And in America, you don't listen to the Lord. You, you don't care what God you serve. You want to put a temple to Satan down in New Mexico. Isn't that where it was, Tower? I think so. And we've, we've talked about that before. You know, you start making temples to the devil, I'm going to be uh, definitely on the other side. Because uh, you don't want to be on an island where Satan's the boss. You don't want to be on an island where there's a temple to him. Because when God's judgment comes, he's going to wind up in the lake of fire. And if you get too close, you know, you're going to go with him. His tail feathers will burn your butt all the way to hell. So if you're going to be clean, if you're going to be holy, then as there's a God in heaven, you'd better start doing it now. And you better stop with all the nonsense you're doing, all you who are woke, and wake up. But still in the midst of all this, there's a place where the righteous can find peace. They don't have to fear. And the born-again believers have the Spirit of God. They've got the Word of God. And the temple of God is within them. It's not bricks and stone. We are born again to the Spirit. We have a Father. And we have a Savior. Who is Christ the Lord. And make sure in verse 13 it says, The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yea, and roar, and he shall prevail against his enemies. <laughs> you know, you don't want to see the, the Lord uh, get into a war machine type uh, thing. It just, you don't want to go there. And I personally think it's about time for America to listen. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been, we're in our 25th year, and we've been warning since we got here. Warning America of judgment. Isaiah 52.10, The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. You know, the thing of it is, when you're reading Isaiah, you can look at this, and as a Christian, I'm ready for your holy arm. I'm ready for you to bear it in the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth. I want them to see, because the salvation of a God means Christ comes. And as there's a God in heaven, the Lord himself is the arm of God. He is the one that brought the arm of salvation because he was the arm of salvation. And God the Father sent him and the Lord did come. But you see, the thing of it is, is that when I look at that and I may see that, you know, the Lord will bear his holy arm. It's an instrument. It's going to be a holy and a just cause. And Albert Brooks goes on and says, the phrase holy arm means that God would be engaged in a holy and a just cause. 
It would not be an armed conquest of oppression, but it would be made bare in a holy cause, and all its inflictions would be righteous. And that righteous is bringing out people who need his holy arm to be made available to deliver those who trust in him. Because darkness thinks it can cover the light. Darkness is like that. Darkness doesn't care what you do. In darkness you can hide the secret sins. But in the light of God those secret sins are made clear where everyone can see them. God knows the secret sins, the secret lusts. He knows the nations that will stand. And that is the nations of them that are saved. And they will bring their glory into the kingdom. You will see them there. For they know the Lord. And of course his holy arm in all this is bringing Israel back. At that time back into Jerusalem. And they, you know, they had to rebuild the temple, rebuild the walls. They they'd had to work on their pastures, you know, and plant. They'd have to take care of their vineyards. They'd, because 70 years gone, there's a lot of people that wouldn't have taken care of them. But on the other hand, there would be a lot of interlopers there too. Uh, you know, because Israel had been gone. In Isaiah 52, 11 through 12, it says, Depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from thence, touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her and be clean that bear the, vestal, the vessels of the Lord. For you shall not go out with haste, nor by flight, for the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your re reward, or your rear. It's actually rear war, rear ward. Now that's not how it's spelled here, but it, it, he takes up the back, you know. So he wants you to go out of the midst of Babylon, because judgment's coming. Don't touch any clean, unclean thing. Be clean. Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Because they very well could have taken the vessels of the Lord with them. Because Babylon had a lot of them. And you'll not go out with haste nor by flight. Because there's no hurry. Because the kingdom has fallen... Cyrus is in full charge and he's letting the people go. But even as they go, the God of Israel takes up the rear guard. Nobody's going to attack him. God sets forth angels. And I think of this when I think of Judgment coming to America. Christians, we need to get off the American faith of easy peasy. We need to get off this American faith of becoming rich. Money isn't going to buy your way out. We've got to be in that where we believe and we practice. And we see the hand of the Lord moving in our midst. Miracles, signs, wonders, raised from the dead. You name it and it happens. People that are sick and on their deathbed get healed. When the enemy comes in to destroy you, the Lord provides deliverance and he gets you out of there. Where there is no water there's water in the rock for you. 
where there is a plague, no plague shall come nigh my door. That's where we need to be standing. If there's a fire, we can stand in the fire and not be burned. When the waters are overflowing the banks, God will go before us and split the channel and we'll walk on dry ground. And yes, there will be people that will be killed. There will be death. And that's why we need to understand in Revelation it says, They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. This is serious business. And it was serious business for Israel. And even today, while they work to try to save Israel, to keep it, the place is coming unglued over there with those who don't want them to make any changes. And, it, and it's really dangerous over there now. Netanyahu's wife was uh, over there doing something in the downtown. I think she was at a beauty salon. And they were having protests over this, what the government's doing. And they had to send in uh, the Israeli forces to go get her. <laughs> you know, the police, they had to go get her in mass in order to get her out of there. She had been there for, I don't know how long, three, four hours that's the kind of mess that's over there. And America's in a mess. You look around, if you don't think so, you better stop drinking that hoochie pop. Now see, in Revelation 18, 4 through 6, and this relates to Isaiah, and I heard another voice from heaven say, saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. Now you see, the reason you're coming out of her is because of her sins are so grievous. You get out of it so you won't be a partaker of her sins. So you won't be tempted. Your kids won't be tempted. Because if you fall at this point with this judgment coming, you will receive of the plagues. So he says, come out of her, my people. That will ensure you not to receive of the plagues. So make no mistake, America starts going down and we can't confine the sins and they get even worse, then we need to come out of America. And there may not even be a place to go. So you're going to have to fast and pray. You're going to have to find other brothers and sisters in Christ that can fast and pray and get direction so you know what to do. Because you can't sit on your butt in your church and think everything's going to be all right. History proves us. And Rome is a perfect example. It took a long time for Rome to fall. And they used to think that the church there in Rome would always protect them. And one time it did. And because of the pagans who were afraid to go in there. And then they started learning that they could kill them in there. So they'd just go in there and do it. And then they started getting slaughtered in there. And I can tell you from the Christians today, they go to their church when these guys want to kill them. These guys know where they are and they, they burn them alive or they kill them as they come out. God tells you to come out for a reason. That's what I'm pointing to. Her sins have reached unto heaven. God has remembered her iniquities and he's not going to protect it. You need to get out of it. He'll protect you. But if you're sitting in there in the line of fire... You're in the wrong place because he's already told you to get out of there. It says, reward her even as she has rewarded you double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she has filled to her, her double. 
Now, I've talked about this verse a lot, and that's two times two is four. Four times is the judgment that Mystery Babylon gets. So make no mistake, when we talk about judgment, Judah did not get a four-time judgment double for her double. But Babylon definitely got, got enough. So we're discussing Isaiah. We're discussing and we're looking at these things. And that's why it takes us a time to to go through this because this isn't a standard verse-by-verse -verse study of Isaiah. We look at other scriptures. We apply it to today. We apply it to our situation. We learn principles. And today, one of the pertinent ones for you is that we are going to see the Lord eye to eye. And the other one of it is, is when the battle comes, if he tells you to get out of there, get out of there. Now, we do have a real keen part of this. And the exaltation of the servant of Jehovah. Um, and we're going to pick it up in the next chapter too. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. The way is revealed, my servant shall deal prudently. In other words, intelligently. In the Hebrew, prosperous. Not material gain. But because of his intelligent action, he's successful and prosperous in his goal. And he's going to be exalted and extolled and be very high. And you can talk about the suffering servant here. And that's what the Lord fulfilled. <coughs> now you see, if we think of the Lord... Matthew 8:17 says that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses and of course healing is in the atonement John 12:38 that the saying of Isaiah or or Isaiah's uh, Isaiah the prophet, might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Well, the arm of the Lord was revealed, and he was up on that cross for everybody to see. And they mocked him while he was on there. And when he finally died and they took him down and put him in the tomb for three days, he had told them, Destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. And that's what he did. Acts 8.28 You have the Ethiopian or no, the Egyptian um, the spirit says unto Philip go near and join your Join yourself to this chariot. Yeah, it was. Um, and Philip ran to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what you read? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. Like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so he opened not his mouth. 
in his humiliation his judgment was taken away. Who shall declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth? Well, I'll tell you who shall declare his generation. At the time of his death, it fell on that of the apostles in the early church. And after that, every generation that was a believer was responsible for declaring the word of the Lord to that generation. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh this prophet, of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And see, the Lord was one of the biggest, you know, examples when we talk about the arm of the Lord be revealed. And we see a lot of that type of the arm of the Lord, but the arm of the Lord specifically for all time was the Lord Jesus Christ, Yahshua, and his work on the cross, his work on redemption. Everything that he did came down to that moment to bring redemption. Romans 10:16. but they have not all obeyed, for Isaiah says, who has, Lord, who has believed our report? And even in when the Lord was here, some of the people that didn't believe, you know, one moment they were throwing um, vines and leaves and various things before him as he rode uh, the donkey. And uh, <laughs> the next week, shortly after that, they were crying, crucify him. <clears throat> and so they didn't all believe. It says there right in the beginning, he went to his own and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he the power of the sons of God. And you get into John 3.16, he says, For whosoever... But you read the context of John 3.16 is where I'm going with this. That context, the Lord speaks in there saying, but they won't believe. Because they love darkness, the power of darkness. They love their sins. That's what separates them. Why won't America repent? Because they love their sins. And First Peter 2.21, we go through a few verses there. For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously." Who his own self bear our sins and his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Now that's first Peter. Now see we're talking about the arm of the Lord, and this and the Lord Jesus was that arm of the Lord, and these are prophecies directly relating to our Savior. And when you get up here into Isaiah, behold, my servant shall deal prudently. Everything there. You know, the Lord had a lot of servants. I mean, the Father did. You know, Cyrus was a servant, Cyrus was his anointed. Yahshua was his anointed too, but he was higher. He was the only begotten Son of God. And see, this is, this is totally what the Jews missed. And it's also what they missed the first time. But see, this whole section will represent itself fundamentally what the Lord did on Calvary.
what the Lord did to redeem you and others. I mean, that's that's what the section is here. And when we look at it, what it means. And that's what I like about Isaiah, because there's a lot of things. And scripture is like that, because you can find things in there, you know, and go through there. You can find stuff that is in the Bible that applies to today. And I think that's the thing when you get in there. I heard a guy saying, and he was an atheist, and that was a couple of weeks ago. He was on a, uh, a video. And he says, if you believe any of that stuff, and he was talking about the gospel and everything else, lambasting it up one side and down another. He was laughing. He said, do you really believe that? Do you really believe, you know, someone can come back from the dead? Can you really believe that there's a Savior up, you know? He was talking about a lot of stuff. And, you know, that's the unbelief that's going to send you to hell. Not because God wants it, but because you're too stubborn. And I think that's, you look at America, I got news for you. Many you overthrow America, you also overthrew the covenant that was there at the beginning. And so Christian, when you see America going through all this, the best thing you can do is renew your own covenant with the Lord. And get out of Dodge. <laughs> and look to him. Father, thank you for your word. Bless your word to our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay, here I am. We got a, a few moments. <laughs> At a loss, I don't know. I think that um, this Isaiah, I'm I'm glad for Isaiah, because it you can see the joy coming in the Lord. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the prophecies and the the prophets that have been there and we can see the Lord we can see the the moving of the Lord yeah see well we can see him coming his yeah. coming yeah especially now and that gives us hope yeah because the way this world is there's doesn't leave you much room for hope well and that's why that phrase is so good they shall see eye to eye when he brings again Zion. Well, we will see eye to eye when he br does bring again Zion. And that is the heavenly Jerusalem. Yeah, what's that that song? When my I can't think of it all. When my Jesus Well, well there I there is a song see. marching to Zion that No, talks about I'm thinking of when my Jesus I shall see when I look him in the face. Oh yeah. And I I can't remember that song, but I like that song. Oh, that, that's one of the old songs of the church. When I look him in the face, the one who saved me by his grace. What a day, what a glorious day that shall be. Yeah, I yeah. like that. And that had all of the verses just pertain to what we, gloriously. Yes. Well, we're going to have to get out of here. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We're thankful that you're here with us. We love you. We pray for you. Please pray for your brethren around the world, your brethren, and pray for us. And we ask that God will bless you richly and keep you safe. We love you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Till next time, shalom, everybody.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.